Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head, challenged by their thoughts, the voice in their head, and their beliefs. We chat with successful entrepreneurs who share their journey and the lessons learned along the way. The Ad Valued Entrepreneurs podcast is edutaining, leaving you with actionable advice to transform your life and create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. Our conversations are for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. It's time for you to add value. Today's guest, Daniel Gomez, is an award-winning keynote speaker, business coach, executive coach, corporate trainer, and podcast of the year recipient. Daniel speaks and coaches at events all over the world. His passion is to elevate businesses and entrepreneurs to achieve their true potential through their training and coaching programs. Daniel Gomez is highly sought after speaker and coach, sharing about taking the leap into greatness. Each of us was created with greatness inside, and the world needs your greatness. You build your confidence by stepping out into faith. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the show today. I'm looking forward to a great conversation and just learning so much from you. I'll tell you what, I've been looking forward to this day, man. I'm just excited to spend some time with you, my brother. And I'll tell you what, it was on my calendar, but I'm, I took a I took an extra Red Bull drink today just for you, just to bring the energy for those entrepreneurs that need that little encouragement right now and just get them going here for 2022. Nice. I like it. All right. Well, let's just start out on you know where your entrepreneurial journey started and, and how you made the leap. Well, I think it goes back even further than where I'm at now. I remember back when I was 26 years old, we had a piñata store. My dad was diagnosed with cancer when he was when I was 26 years old mm. and I resigned from my job to take care of my dad I just uh they gave him a month to live mm. and by God's grace he lived the whole year but it was really just not knowing I knew I had to do something with my dad because I knew that it was my responsibility just because I was I was the baby but I was the one that always carried it low it seemed like I was always the one most responsible and God just put it on my heart the word piñata stood out to me we opened up a storefront brick and mortar business took off and then my wife started uh i said hun i need help <laughs> so she started helping me at the store and you know i really thought god was going to heal my father really he was doing amazing he was going through everything and then all of a sudden about a year later he just kind of took a turn and he didn't bounce back and i think when he passed away it just i, I lost that fire for that piñata store and just we kind of just prayed about it I said god like show me the way and at the time prior to that my wife was a a manager at Home Depot and they took her back. She didn't lose none of, none of her seniority, nothing. And, and by God's grace, that's what opened up the door for us to really kind of liquidate what we had there. But I'll tell you, it wasn't a failure. We we, we invested close to almost over $40,000 into that business. We did generate profits. We did generate revenue because we had a big U-Haul, like a U-Haul truck, a diesel that we would go deliver uh, Piñatas here locally and in Houston and all over the place. And we don't know what a piñata is. It's one of those party things that you hit. People are asking, what the hell is a piñata, Daniel? But that's where it started. But it taught me not to give up on myself. And even though the business didn't make it, we shut it down. I think that when it came now to do what we're doing now, that was the foundation I needed to say. I know a lot more now about business. And if I did it then, why can't I do it now? So it's really... It started probably when I was 26 years old that I really took that leap of faith because we had a, a full brick. It was called Alicia Spinatas. My, my, my baby girl, is, her name's Alicia, so we named it after her. So that, that's where my journey nice. began. And it's like people said, man, you failed. I didn't fail. No. I tried. 
I, I did it. I won because I, right. You're a winner just because you tried it. And most people never even try it. So I think that's even more of a failure there, Rob. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I think you, you mentioned a few things in there. First, obviously doing something with your father, right. And, and stepping into, into a role that, you know, would allow you to support him and, and be just, just be there, right. Be hanging out with him. I think that's, that's a huge value message and, and obviously to have that business, you know, for a year, two years and, and be able to sell it, that, that means a lot as well, right? The experience of, you know, and of course, I think everybody knows what a pinata is. Maybe they just don't realize it because I'm sure they've seen the videos. There's plenty of videos of people handling pinatas poorly. Yeah, and then don't ask me why pinatas, but everywhere I look at that season in my life, pinatas would show up it just it, it was just a sign and i really prayed about it and we ended up buying a brand new diesel coming turbo dodge with a with a it, my, i think it was either an eight foot or nine foot morgan box bed and i mean we were doing it i mean i was hustling right I one thing that i i i've always had in me is, is that sales aspects and i think so many entrepreneurs they fail because they don't know how to sell you, you gotta sell yourself you have to sell your products. You have to sell your services. And, and the biggest thing that, that the biggest failures that I see that entrepreneurs and small businesses say is, I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to be salesy. But I believe they say that, Robert, because they don't see themselves as a sales professional. They don't see themselves in that role. So it's easier to deflect it than to really em embrace it to help their business. Because let's face it, in 2020, all the businesses that didn't have any revenue and profits, guess what happened? They're not here anymore. Yep, they cleaned cleaned out. <laughs> yes. Well, and they have a wrong idea of sales, right? And I I guess people think of of sales and and you think of the the used car salesman or the long distance salesman on the phone calling you constantly trying to get you to buy long distance services. Those are no longer a thing, right? But that, yeah, that was, right. That, that yeah, was the original it spam. was MCI. <laughs> yeah, the original spammers were the ones calling you trying to. Trying to convince you now it's the ones trying to sell you you know a new car warranty right yeah <laughs> or, or, extended. <laughs> or a water softener but, but 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 in all reality it's like you need to develop some form of salesmanship and without and, and when you see the service or product that you have that it's you're not selling it you're helping people with it mm -hmm. and i think if your audience can can switch that word i'm selling you know i'm helping you to do this i'm helping you right because all sales is is you're solving a problem that's all it is. Your product, your business is solving a problem for that end user, for that consumer, for that prospect. And, and that's where most entrepreneurs, they don't get it. They think being an entrepreneur is going to McDonald's, going to Starbucks, now going to Panera Bread and hanging out there, being on your laptop, being on your computer, being on Facebook, being on Twitter, being on Instagram and being cool and having on. Let me tell you, followers ain't going to pay your bills. <laughs> I'm just being real. Well, and the truth is, you know, the world needs the service that you provide, right? I think, I think entrepreneurs are going to solve so many problems, like like you and Mary creating your foundation. It, those, those are problem solvers, and entrepreneurs are more agile. They're they're faster decision makers, and they're going to solve some of these relational issues, some of this hate issues that are happening in our world. Entrepreneurs are going to be the ones that come up with those solutions because they recognize their ability to serve people. And when you have something inside you that the world needs, you, you need to put it out there and, and you need to get compensated for it. And 
And if you're solving people's problems, they're going to, they're going to love to give you money, right? Like yeah. They, they, well, you know what? I love what you said. Cause think about this. We all have something that the world needs. We just don't realize it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that every person has a purpose that was planted inside of them that can serve humanity in some valuable way, whether that's inspiration, whether that's teaching them some skill that you've learned or just, uh, just being a friend, right? There's even value in that. And people are like, well, I can't charge for that. But the truth is you can, and, and people want to pay you for that because they're not getting that in their regular, you know, in their regular circles. They're not getting the value that they need. In fact, most of them are running around watching the news and, and listening to garbage and gossiping at work at the water cooler, a bunch of negative and sad, you know, sad stuff. And they're not finding the creativity that's within them because it's all being stomped on by the world yeah no the, the thing is is that people are are, are conditioned to fail if you mm. think about it they're, they're conditioned to trade dollars for hours you're you're exchanging your hour your time and then we've been lied to believe that oh man twenty dollars an hour is a lot thirty dollars an hour is a lot and it, it really isn't if you think about the most successful people that have been self-made millionaires i don't want to say self-made in a bad way but that have been made into millionaires are self-professionals account executives that have these big accounts that's where a lot of these millionaires come from sales and not that they're doing anything wrong but a lot of them work for xerox ibm having these big corporate accounts and and i say that because when you realize that there's a limitless potential inside of you in your income but most people have a poor man's dna poor man's being no gender you have a poor man's dna and that's why God's already put it on my heart. We're going to start doing this new mastermind and our new, our new product going to be right. The making of a millionaire's mind. You have to think like a millionaire. When you switch from a poor man's DNA and you, and you go to that millionaire DNA, this is the thing, right? We inherit the behaviors from our parents. Hmm. We inherit the looks. We inherit the mustache. We inherit the blue eyes. It's part of the DNA. You inherit the color tone of your Hispanic, whatever it is. You get it from your mom and dad, the characteristics. Well, guess what? Why is it that we understand that we get the 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 the, the looks, right? The characteristics DNA, but we don't realize it. Guess what? You also get the financial DNA. And if your parents had a poor man's DNA, you got it too. And that's what keeps most entrepreneurs from being successful because they don't have the right, right? I call it the money template. They have the wrong money template. And until you break that, until you become that and develop that millionaire's mindset, that's where. That's where the breakthroughs come to for businesses because you charge what you're worth, you have higher value, and most people don't know how to do that because they've just never been taught that. Well, and and you get these ideas, right? Because the language our parents used, like my parents were never broke. I mean, we we hit some rough spots for sure. Like you know, moved back, moved from their dream home to a mobile home, um, but but dad was always dad was always saving. Dad was always setting money aside. But when we're kids and you're going through the store and your parents say, we can't afford that or we can't afford this or we can't, you can't, and instead of saying that doesn't get us where we want to go, right? Buying that toy doesn't get us where we want to go, which is really the truth, right? Their, their values were different. We're not going to buy that toy because we're paying for other things that are more important and we're saving money that's more important. And we don't communicate that way to our children. We just say, oh, no, we can't afford that, right? And, and it sends the wrong message. Well, I, I think I think some of that's true. I also think, though, is all they know is what they've been taught. 
So why not buy the toy, right? You see, if you think in a, that, see, that's a scarcity mindset. When you think in abundance, it's like, I can't afford to buy my, think about this. Like my son, he, we bought him a truck here a couple of, a year and a half ago. And it's like, he goes, well, dad, I really want this truck. But because I believe that we serve the God of increase, that we serve the God of abundance, I said, well, let's pray about it and see. And God says, why not? And, and, and when you think, right, this is the biggest lie we've been told. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Why not? You, you made the cake just to sit there and rot and go back? No. <laughs> but these are belief systems that we have that, that we believe as truth. And it's not truth. It's, it's just a, it's, 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 it's a, a comment that somebody made that people like, think about it. Curiosity killed the cat. How stupid is that, right? Curiosity killed. You got to be. That keeps us. You know why, you know why they came out with that back in the medieval days? Because they don't want you to be curious because they don't want you to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Mm, so Think good. about that. This is it's it's all poverty, poor man's DNA. I'm, I'm telling you, when, when you finally realize why does a rich get richer and the poor get poorer and now the middle class is and it's hurting them because entrepreneurs go into business with an employee mindset and they never develop that business mindset and they never get the money factor right. People that people that that say money is important. Guess what? They have a scarcity mindset. How dumb is that? Well, money's not important. Well, how the hell? Let me let me ask you this. And, and this is a uh, God honest truth because you're a believer. I'm a believer. But I'm going to tell you what, what God showed me is, is, is the biggest lie that a lot of entrepreneurs believe right now is, oh, I'm going to serve my way. Yes, you can serve your way. I get that. I get that. But go try to deposit your serving into a bank account. Hmm. You can serve your way to be broke. Trust me. There's many businesses that if they, that are Christian businesses that if they gave every service, every plate of food, how are they going to pay for their, for their employees? There has to be an exchange there, right? All money is is an exchange of the value that Robert's giving me and I'm giving you money back because it's an exchange of value. That's all it is. But people try to be, oh, this false humility. I want to serve my way. I get it. I, I serve too, but there's a time to give, but there's also a time to, hey, guess what? You're going to pay me for my services because... I've been through this stuff and I've cried. I've been frustrated. It's not easy to where I got to, but hey, there's there, there, there's a value attached to that. And this is my value. Yeah. Well, and the, and the service, you know. Does that make sense? Absolutely makes sense. And and the idea that, you know what, that God wants you to be broke is to honor him is is ridiculous. But a lot of people believe that. Yeah. And then that, that comes... If you research it back to the medieval times, the it, when they put that into, and I'm not going to say relationship with God because it's not, it's, it's religion, it's their own doctrine. And what they did is, guess what? They they said, well, being 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 a God believer is, is being poor, being broke. That's what they instilled it because the rulers of that time they were scared that the common man, the common men and women were going to overtake them. So they said, well, how can we do this? Well, let's let's get into their mindset. And we can limit this, right? If you go back even 400 years ago, the Jesuits, they knew this. The Jesuits said this. This is this is 400 years ago. They would say, show me, give me the boy, and I'll raise the boy in the first seven years, and I'll show you the man. Think about that. They knew it. They knew that from the day you're born to the age of six or seven, you're programmed. So they knew that if they could get their people, their youth, their kids, and train them up to be a warrior, guess what they were going to be? A warrior. They knew it. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And and so how do you help people break that? How do you help people change that template? 
well, through our millionaire mindset coaching, right? It's, it's, it's a process that you go through and it's, it's right. Are, are you going to invest too many people spend hours, days, years counting pennies and it's costing them thousands. When you're counting pennies, it's costing you thousands. When you're counting thousands, it's costing you millions. And, and I, myself, I've invested over a hundred thousand dollars in myself to get to where I'm at in this point in, in my business. And that's why we're making millions, right? That's why we're making revenue. That's why we have employees because it takes an investment. Think about this. You go to McDonald's to buy a franchise and it's over a million dollars before you sell one happy meal. And people understand this. Why is it different in entrepreneurship? They, 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 they don't want to invest, right? Oh, it's a book's 4,000. Oh, that's a lot of money. Well, guess what? The book's one avenue. If, if you're not going to come into entrepreneurship and you're not going to invest, I mean, let's be honest, right? You're going to invest easily over twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 in yourself within the first or two years. And if you don't do it, don't even step into it because you're going to fail. I mean, but, but I say that because how do you develop it? It's a daily process that we walk our clients through, through our coaching, right? Week after week, we have these lessons. We have these things that we have them do action steps, stuff that they can see. And, and a good example of that is this is think about how dumb this is. A good example that something that we talk about is we all put gas in our cars. My time is that it worth more than three cents a gallon, but we'll go to the corner and we see here in Texas, we'll just say right now it's, it's two, 59 and we'll just say that that's a local store like close by me so we go down and it's 270 we'll just say or 269 10 cents more how many of us we drive the extra half a mile two miles at that even more to go save that 10 cents again that scarcity mindset and the more you don't care about the gas that you put guess what your income rises to your level of expectation let me say that again your income rises to your level of expectation. So if you're if, if you're driving extra miles to save five, 10 cents a gallon, and if you are wasting another just, I mean, just think about it, the traffic that you go through sometimes in these areas, it's it's gonna cost you time. Time is the most valuable asset we have. It's not money, it's time. My time is more valuable than that. It, not that I say that urgently, but it's a different shift of thinking, and that's part of Right, you, you, you don't become a millionaire then think like, like, well, no, it's like Jim Rome said, right? If you have a million dollars in your bank account, you best become a millionaire real quick. If not, you're gonna lose it. Because millionaire is a mindset, it's not the money. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a firm believer if they took all the money and put it, you know, evenly distributed among everybody, which is what some, you know, scarcity mindset politicians and them want to say, you know, they can do. But even if they did it, within just a few years, it would all go back to the same people that have it because they know how to, they know how to use it and acquire it. They know how to solve problems. Yeah. And that's the thing that the people that are the best problem solvers, they get paid the most money and, and most, and most people get, a, get, a, and I was guilty of this. You get a problem and you fall apart and oh, it's an inconvenience. No, it's helping you grow dummy. <laughs> I had to tell myself, that's what I was telling my, I mean, I'm being real, right? It's like, you know, like I said, you don't become a millionaire and then you get the millionaire mindset. No, because if, if that's why so many people like tech, people that win the lottery, they don't have that mindset and it destroys them and they don't have the capacity to to handle that much, that amount of money. I mean, I can tell you, remember the first time I had $20,000 cash, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. But it's like once you do it, it gets easier and easier. 
Absolutely. So let's talk about connection. Obviously, you've been teaching and speaking now, and and you're working with you know partnerships and speaking with some some really good people. Let's talk about developing connection with you know fellow partners and and power partners, but also just even with your clients. Yeah, I think one thing is is when you come in to the speaking world or just in general in any in any new coaching arena, there's always people that that have their best interest. And you got to look at, okay, well, who here is celebrating me? Who here really celebrates me? I think when, you, when, when, you, when you're new into the speaking world and, and, and the coaching world and the training world, you really have to be attentive of how do they respond to you? And, and I say that because so many times when I first started, brother, is that I was saying yes to a lot of things. And then I started saying no, because God says, well, no, you, you need clarity. That's not the path for you. And the more I said no to some things, like people get offended and get upset. Well, you, but it's like that's not. I mean, it's that's what I said yes to maybe two or three years ago, but not anymore because that's not your values will not line up with my values. Hmm. So I would say, hey, the first thing is the people that I'm considering power connections that can help me, that I can celebrate with, are their values the same as mine? Because hmm. if their values ain't the same, then there's going to be an issue. And I say that because there was people that I love that they're they're not bad people, but the more the more time I spend with them behind the scenes, I'm like, man, like, that's not right, right? Like, but it's just different values. And I love money as much as the next person, but it's just it, it's not it's okay. But there's a level of integrity that goes there, mm. and it's it's you got to find that. So hey, are my values the same? And for me, my values is my faith, God first, family, right? Honoring my wife, honoring my kids, and then business. And and I, I'm a big believer of yeah, there's there's a there's a season to sow seed. You gotta go out there and you gotta put some effort into it. But I realized when when you honor God and then you honor your wife, and just the other day, like yesterday, I was I was my son was playing around, he was like, I goes, How was your day, Dad? It was good. I go, I made a lot of friends today. He goes, Oh, he goes, No, <laughs> he goes, No sales. I was like, nah, no sales, but it was good because he understands, right? I call them character building days and it's alley. But it's funny when 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 you you don't get upset. You understand that it's a process of sowing seeds. Then all of a sudden, Sunday morning, this guy calls me. Hey, Dad, you know what? I want to do this with you. Let's do it. $4,000 day, just like that. But the blessings of God chase you down when you put him first. Honor your wife. Honor your kids. So are your values lining up with the people you want to work with? And then B, it's, 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 you got to understand that going back to what I was saying, you serve your way out of, out of, it, it's, it's, you can serve your way broke. So I say that because. In relationships, you got to learn to give and receive, right? There's two poles, right? We have a North Pole, a South Pole. There's an up, there's a down. It's the law of the universe, right? Everything has two poles. You can't have a hot without a cold. You can't have an up without a down. So why is it that like, we want to give everything away, which is great, but then when it comes for us to receive it, most men have a problem receiving. Think about that. And then we wonder why our business is found. Mm. Because there's people in front of you right now that are opportunity that God's brought to you that are willing to help you, but you have a problem receiving. Mm. So since you have a problem receiving, you have a problem asking for help. And a friend of mine, we were just at a conference here a couple of weeks ago. She said something and I was like, you know, it's, it's you, you, you get it, right? She says, get your ask on, <laughs> right? Get your ask on. And I was like, get your ass. She was, and I was like, that's kind of catchy, but she made sense. But I say that because 
after that, I got on Clubhouse and a friend of mine, billionaire John Shin, was on there. Same thing. Down the street from his house, Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters guy. He goes, I asked him, would you be in my book? He goes, I was, my heart was pumping. But he goes, I just asked him. And guess what? He said, yes. He goes, think about how many opportunities you're not getting. You're missing out on because you're not asking. Hmm. So I think the problem people don't ask is because they have a problem receiving. And I think that that's where the most value that I could add to your entrepreneurs right now is don't be embarrassed to ask for help, but more importantly, open your heart to receive it because maybe your business isn't flourishing because you're having a problem receiving the blessings, the help that you need and your pride and your ego is getting in the way. Ooh, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Or you're giving it away, right? Like, at some point, you got to stop giving it away and start charging for it. Yeah, I mean, you, we, you, there's a there's a time to give and there's a time to receive. There's like it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything under the sun. Hmm. It, it 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 puts it out of balance, and then people, it's kind of like those, it's kind of like we've all met those people. They say yes to everything. They're people pleasers. Some of us that have that personality, that way of thinking, we that's the way we are in business, and it, it, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you, you, if you want your, think about this, if you want your spouse to truly support you, I mean, they know that food needs to be bought, the mortgage needs to be paid. And if we go home, whether it's a he or she, right, the, 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 the husband or the wife and says, well, I, I gave everything away for you today. It's like, well, thank you. But your, your, your generosity is, is breaking our home. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I think this is where most people mess up is, is in relationships. You have to set boundaries. You have to surround yourself with people that support you. And yes, you want to give to your community. You want to give to people. But you also, I think the, I think the big thing that I want your audience to get is you need to learn how to ask for help and really receive at higher levels. And most people don't know how to receive at higher levels. That's so good. Well, and it, and it changes, right? Your ability to contribute is completely different now than it was when you're running a pinata store. Yes, <laughs> I would say so, definitely. <laughs> right, and and which and which and how does which one does the community benefit most from? And and you know, it's 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 amazing you say that because I, I'll I'll say this. I'm a big believer, right? And it's something, and it's not something that came overnight. I, I've always tithe and given but lately god's been really challenging me to be generous the word generous is not just giving right generous is more than what you would normally give mm. so i had a i had right it's, it's work that i've been going through and a good example of that is lately and, and i don't say this to brag but i say it because this is a true form of generosity that god has been like pounding my head hitting my heart and right and, and like a good example is we went to go have breakfast yesterday and the bill was 30 bucks and I'm like, okay, it's Christmas time. You know what? We'd have to earn a $10 tip. Why not? When normally the tip would have been five bucks. But I mean, we're in a great position. She's out here serving us. And when you do it from a form of generosity, it comes back. You, you cannot outgive the universe. You cannot outgive God. And God sees everything. So when you do it with the right motive, with the, with the generous heart, God says, Daniel got it. I can give him more. But most people, we, 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 we try to save every penny. 
And, and I just had this argument, right? Not argument, but this debate with this gentleman earlier today. And I'm like, dude, like, well, no, right? I'm, I'm, I'm saving it. I'm doing this. I'm like, I get it. And then he said this dumb thing, right? And, and, and I mean, I, I've read Dave Ramsey's book. I don't believe everything. I mean, it's, I don't agree with it because that's a scarcity mindset. I said, dude, I go, if you save, if you save for an emergency, if you save for a rainy day fund, what are you going to have? What are you going to attract to yourself? Rainy days. I said, why not say I'm saying this, this is my abundance account or this is my overflow account or this is my financial freedom account. Why not? Right. It's my financial freedom account. It's my financial freedom to pay for whatever the hell I want to pay for whenever I want to pay it. I mean, it's for a car, if it's for a jacket, if it's for, I need a new water pump or I need a new uh, water heater, whatever it may be. But it's all like, see, that, that's the stuff that we talk about in our, in our millionaire, um, in our millionaire mastermind. And then, and then just really in our one-on-one -on -one coaching with business owners is that you got to shift that mindset. And that's just like not even a fraction of what we talk about. But there's so many things that people say and do that they don't even realize what's going on because, and they wonder why they stay broke. They wonder why a truck keeps breaking down on, on, on route. It's like, well, your belief system is what got you. You're, you're locked in a certain belief system until you stretch that belief system. That's when everything changes. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Add Value to Life Coaching. Want to learn the mindset secrets of successful entrepreneurs that have been shared on our podcast? Well, you can get them for free at addvaluemindset.com. A-D-D valuemindset.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Well, and it's crazy because I, I'm a firm believer, obviously, you know, pastoral background, love the church, love ministry. And and yet that the Jesus teaches straight up parable of the talents and the guy that socks it away and hides it and saves it. I want to protect it. It needs protecting instead of using it and multiplying it. And and God wants us to use it and multiply it. Jesus came to give us life and and life abundant and yes and that's a great example of yesterday of well you, man you know let me get on my calendar i'm going to be like right because my, my friend used to be a, a food server three points right you know what i'm going to i'm going to tip for four dollars and sixty cents okay right like that's to the exact 15 percent or whatever you want to do but it's it's dumb if, if god has given you more than enough it's like why not why not? Maybe you're making their day. And it's it's just acts of kindness like that. I think people really need to go back to just being kind hmm. because the world needs it. And and that's an act of kindness that you can do, especially if you're in a situation where and not it's not a bad thing to be a, a food waiter or a waitress, but it's just it's 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 a hard gig. I wouldn't want to do it. Well, especially now, right? I mean, over the last two years, it's been almost an impossible gig. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's so many jobs that they're getting treated poorly. And then and then people that don't, you know, the people that aren't generous. Um, and I've always shared if you can't tip 15, 20 percent, go fast food. Right. Don't don't go. Don't go out to eat if you can't take care of the person that's, you know, that's serving you. And and we love to tip the check. And, and last my last birthday, I put it out on Facebook and said, I'm going to bless the server beyond measure and i want your help and and with all my friends at the time i was able to collect 500 bucks and we gave a 500 tip on top of buying you know our steak dinners that night and so it, it it's something you know we didn't we did it 
for a birthday thing. So it's once a year, but it, it was a huge, you know, huge yeah. blessing. In fact, she came back crying and, and she's like, this is yours. This isn't mine. I'm like, no, no, it's a gift for you. We want you to have it. And, and, you know, change, change their life. Right. In one, in one meal. And so it, it was, it's that kind of generosity is, it, it does more for me than it ever did for her. Like she got $500, but I got, you know, a lifetime of good yeah. in my heart. And so, yeah. but it's knowing too, that that seed's going to come back to you. It, it's, it's just, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a law of sowing and reaping. When you sow a seed, as, if you sow a tomato seed, what are you going to get? A tomato. So you took it upon yourself to sow into this young lady's life and it, it's going to come back. And that's part about receiving. You have, you have to, you you have to receive that and that's that's just a, that's amazing that you say that because it's it's just those acts of kindness our world needs them today and it's it's just um it shows that that people really care and but on the flip side of that i will say that i'm a true believer that if i go to 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 starbucks and it's like you're just doing your job and then it says tip you don't think i mean i'm not going to tip you for something you're supposed to be doing i mean i'm, I'm just being real right because it's like if you're not if, if you're not going above and beyond and de delivering above the service that you're really supposed to be, then I'm not, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's kind of like, I think that's funny because I think so many, I don't think it's funny. I think it's kind of sad because it's lowered the expectations of the customer service industry to where it's like they expect to get a tip and it's like the service is, is not as substandard. And I think well, it's, and, bad. And it's, it's bad for retail businesses. Yeah. And they're getting paid a wage versus yeah you know, a waitress who gets paid a third of a wage and then, and then has to have the tips to make up for it. They're different. And I agree with you that companies that expect tips or, or want tips for, for service when they're already collecting a fair wage, isn't, you know, isn't the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and like I'm referring to, like you go to some of these, I don't know, Starbucks comes to mind because Starbucks always asks for a tip or you got this other, but you know, like Uber eats, I get that right. They bring it to your house. That's a sort that, that I understand. But it's just some of these places you go to and right away it's like dude like you're just doing your job i just bought a soda i'm not gonna give you another dollar or two bucks like i mean it's it's just it's i don't that's just kind of my my value system in it but if you're somebody that goes above and beyond then definitely but it's i'll, I'll tell you this is that there's so many opportunities out there to really be kind and to really expand your capacity to see that as an entrepreneur you can be doing have anything you want but the thing is, to be doing, have anything you want, you have to be consistent about it and also go out there and know that there's people out there that need your services. And who can I help today? I think one thing I wake up and I really try to ask myself, who can I help today? And whether it's through a financially, through a prayer, through whatever it may be, I, I think that's where the true act of kindness is, is if you wake up with that and you wake up with the heart of intention to be kind. Your business is going to flourish and i think that that's sometimes we forget that and, and i'm guilty of when i was younger right it was about generating revenue generating sales and yeah you want to make a profit but i think something that going into 2022 and being in this year now this year in 2022 i really want to focus on on, on really building a community and i don't think i ever really was that was my focus my focal point when i first started business it was more to help people, yes, I value people, yes, but now I think the word that God gave me for 2022 was community, to really build that community. Man, I love that. And imagine if everybody woke up and just asked that question, who can I help today? Like, 
<laughs> whether you're whether you're a person of faith or not, we we as human beings were created to help each other, to serve each other, to to do good in the world. And obviously, our world's been corrupted, and 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 a lot of evil spreads. But the the quickest cure for evil is love. Yeah, and and the beautiful thing about it is sometimes sometimes people, people pay for that. I mean, it's 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 we all have this gift, and when you have this gift, it's like sometimes. I'll talk to a stranger and it's like because God put them in my path. And sometimes it's just it's a client that needs a word of encouragement. And it's 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 a never ending process of growth, because if you're not growing, if you're not progressing, you're regressing and you're disintegrating. Mm -hmm. right? If you're not if you're not if you're not being creative, you're you're you're, you're disintegrating. You're, you're going backwards. And I always try to go forward. And I can tell you that it's it's. It's, it's you have to be intentional it's something you got to put attention to and effort but i think when you do that that's why we've been able to have so much success in, in business because it's it takes it takes it takes effort to do it and most people sometimes they don't want to do the effort and then they wonder why their business isn't doing what it did a year ago or two years ago or in, i mean think about it how many businesses were not out of business in 2020 and 2021 absolutely so you mentioned obviously getting coaching, doing you know training yourself. Um, what have mentors meant to your growth? Everything. I just had this phone call with this gentleman because we were talking, and he's never had a coach. And I was like, dude, like, good luck. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that people they know they need help. They know that they're stuck, but you still have those people that don't want to help themselves. Mm. It's not so bad. And, and and I was like, dude, like what? Like you, you just finished telling me that you felt unworthy. Mm. That's you don't think that's affecting your business. So to answer your question, it's really was a key focal point where why I've had so much success that I've had. And and me and you come from the same. Uh, I think one of the best things that ever happened to me when I first came into it, like the initial boom, like I was scared. My wife wasn't working. I wasn't working and she had breast cancer. And, and so that's why when people give me excuses, I said, that's bullshit. Right. And I don't mean to be, I mean, I'm just, it's bullshit. It's BS. Like it is. When you say you can't afford it, that's an excuse. And, and I have, I can say that because when my wife was going through her breast cancer, I put out 5,000. How is it, is it, is it cheap to go to JMT? <laughs> no, it's not. Is it? <laughs> not well, at all. I, went to, I went to John Maxwell. I went to, to I went to I went to I went to that John Maxwell DNA team team when when I didn't have any revenue when my wife was going so it's like I don't call I I call it bullshit I call it for what it is because you can make excuses all you want but how bad do you want it and I think the best thing I ever did was as scared as I was I I, I write people and especially believers right and, and not to knock on Christians but it's it's we get flaky sometimes because oh I have faith and no right. There's a difference between theological faith and activated faith. Oh. <laughs> There's a huge difference between theological faith and activated faith. And I activated my faith, scared as I was, but God led me where I'm at. And that really opened up my door to, to be like, wow, like check it out. Like there's 2,500 positive people here at the at, at the at the world conference. I'm like, wow. And then I met my first author, and it's like, wow, it's like. I go, I don't ever think I met an author. And it just, it just, it spoke to my spirit. So without me even knowing it, it hit my heart so hard that I came back and I was like, 
I think I want to be an author. I mean, it was just cool. But but I say that because you have to bet on yourself. And at that moment, even though I didn't know what I was doing, I knew that I had to be there at that at the world conference for, for, for John Maxwell at the J. I, I can't even think of the dang conference name right now, but you know what I'm talking about, the one in yep. Orlando. Absolutely. And and but I say that because that opened up my mind to being mentored to be. When I went to the conference, I didn't even know what coaching was <laughs> four years ago. And this is because I just never heard it. But when I went there, I was like, I do this. And the guy goes, what do you mean? I go, yeah, I go, dude, like I've had a hundred employees for many years and this is coaching. This is mentoring. Like I, I, I mentor my employees. I have a hundred employees. Like I've been doing this, but you don't, sometimes we don't even realize what we're doing. So is it important? Yes. And I think some of the biggest mentors I've had, or, you know, when I was 19, John, John Seneff was, uh, I mean, uh, Mike Seneff was the owner of a company I worked for. He really kind of took me under his wing. And he was a good role model for me in that season and taught me what it was like to just really care about business. And, and as I was at, I was in it, I was a horticulturist for like 10 years. And then when I ended into the car business, God led me to a godly man, Mr. Domingo Vada, that really taught me about integrity and not, not, not sacrificing our values and, and, and bending for people. And it's okay. So I learned a lot about business from him and I, I didn't know it at the time. But then when I went into business for myself, I'm like, man, I know this stuff. Like, I know financials. I know this. So the car business has been a huge reward besides making me a lot of money when I was in the car business and running multi-million dollar dealerships. I had a lot of great mentors along the way that helped me. And then coming out of that, I think just meeting people like Dr. James Denley that kind of helped me to see and think like a millionaire. And then just friends that I've associated with, like Michael D. Butler, that really just action takers and associating with right when I mean, we're hanging out with these Martin Victor Hansons of the world we're hanging out I'll be with John Maxwell here next month it's like you're putting out there with you're with Les Brown it's like people take you to places you can't go by yourself and you need mentors and mentors do that for you so are mentors vitally important to me heck yeah you need a mentor because <laughs> if you it, right it, it, goes, it goes back to that saying if if, if, if if you go by yourself right you'll go fast but if you go with the team you'll go far hmm. And I've learned just why I had to learn that because I was used to doing things by myself, but it's like, we all need mentors and they, they, they've been a crucial part. I've hired that I've actually paid for coaches. I've had three huge coaches that really helped me get to where I'm at. And like I said, I've invested over a hundred thousand dollars in myself, but do you want to make millions or do you want to make pennies? Mm, so good. So what has been the impact of being an author? Man, it's just awesome. Just people asking for your autograph. It's kind of cool. It's just, it, it's fun. But I, I, I think the main thing is that people get a sense of who you are and you really get to, sometimes we don't realize how much our own content, how much value our own content has. Mm. Does that sound dumb? Like it's just, I'm just being no, honest. It's true. I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, man, I read your book and they're really like, boom. And I'm like, really? I'm like, right? Like, no, like Daniel, it changed my life. Wow. Like it was awesome. And like even today, our, our online course, our 12 week mindset mastery it goes dude this 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 video hit i mean this was the bomb it, I, it's what i needed and i'm like i need to go listen to some of my own videos <laughs> but 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 i say that because sometimes we don't realize it, and it, it's not daniel don't get me wrong i don't mean to come across as arrogant but it's just when the holy spirit moves to you and the and the word of god it says that the word of god is living the word of god is in my book right the word of god is in my book his mm -hmm. principles it's living 
So even though it doesn't speak to, to this reader, it's going to come alive and speak to this reader when they need it very. Mm -hmm. The word of God is in my videos. It never returns void. So the Holy Spirit knows when to speak to that person at that time. And I think that that's what God reminds me of, is that his word of God is living. It's sharper than the two-edged sword, his word says. And it's true. And it's a good example. Like, I goes, dude, like, this was like, man, this was strong. And I'm like, okay, that's what he needed. But it's just, sometimes, sometimes as believers, I forget that sometimes too, that God is alive. And he doesn't need our permission to move through a book. It's like the it's like the Bible, right? Sometimes we read a scripture and it doesn't doesn't do much, but then we read another scripture, the same scripture, and like, whoa, like it's speaking to me because we're spirit. Hmm. Well, I think you you mentioned a couple of things in there, but just the the value of your story, right? And you talked about you know people's self esteem and they don't believe in themselves enough, and they don't they don't believe they have value to give. Um, they don't believe their experiences or stories are strong enough. You know, um, as a pastor, it was always, you know, well, my testimony is not, you know, I wasn't a drug addict or I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't have 12 kids out of marriage and, and then come to Jesus. Right. But that's a better story in my mind. It's like, you didn't have to make all the mistakes and hit the rock bottom that some other people have hit. Like that, that's a, that's a blessing. And how many other people are there like that? that have a similar story that feel like their story isn't valuable and wouldn't be helpful to other people. And yet the minute you put it out there, it resonates with people and whether their story is similar or, or not, but that vibration that, that you're putting out resonates and people are like, Oh, I get this. I get this person. Like, like that. I, I this is somebody I want to hang out with. Right. Yeah. The, the thing is that, our voice matters and it makes a difference. I think as a speaker, this is what I want. Like when people come to Sticker Shock Speaking Academy here in March 11th and 12th, is this really hit me and I want your audience to hear this, is that Robert's gonna reach somebody that Daniel would never reach. Hmm. Even though Tony Robbins is the most popular peace speaker, him and Les Brown, something that Les Brown told Eric Thomas was, Eric, you're going to reach people that Tony can never reach because you were homeless. You're, you're going to reach people that I never reached because I didn't live in Detroit. And I just, one day I just cried. I, I, God just touched my heart. And I said, I'm going to reach Mexican American young men, Latinos that these guys can't reach because I'm Hispanic. Mm. And when you realize that you, you individually can reach people that certain other people can't reach, because of who God created you to be, that motivated me. Mm. And I really, and I'm, I'm declaring it, right? And from that point forward, I said, why not Daniel Gomez Inspires? I am the number one motivational speaker in the world. Why not? I'm gonna declare that because I believe that there's gonna come a time where the message is gonna shift and people that were mocking me, talking about me and hating on God, guess what? They're gonna need God. Mm. So good. And, and it inspired me to say, why not? There's Hispanics out there that need to hear my story. Because like I said, our voice is the only voice that somebody may ever hear. And that's the voice they need to hear. Because we'll touch people that certain other people can't touch. Absolutely. So now let's talk about the impact of your podcast. And, and how is it different than being an author? 
Oh, uh, it's it's it takes work, right? I think I think you might know that just when we started off, it was it was kind of a I had been practicing because I had gone to the media summit, I had gone to some events, I had been doing Facebook lives, but I think when it all came to all the practice I was doing, I just said, well, I just kept practicing, and then when COVID came, God said, start your podcast, and I was like, well, who's listening to my podcast? And I think we have these thoughts, and we 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 kind of like no matter how much success you had, it's something new and that fear sets in, but I just did it. And it's like going back to what I said, it's like when you ask for help, people jump in there. And, and I just told a couple of friends, man, I, I told Tony Watley and I told Alex Stern, um, you know, billionaire from constant contact. I said, man, I think about starting. He goes, dude, I'll be on your podcast. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I got Alex Stern on my podcast, billionaire. I'm like, dude, let's do it. <laughs> but, but I say that because right off the forefront, I was able to get quality guests and it just like, it just rocketed. And then we won podcast of the year in 2020. And then we had Mark Victor Hansen on there. We've had Evan Carmichael. We've had Ken Jocelyn. We're in the process of getting a uh, um, Brad Lee on the podcast and some other prominent people, but it's, it's, it's good. I love it. But I think the most thing is I've learned how to have fun with it. And, and the beautiful thing about it is that it's just, it's, I don't take it so seriously, but I do, I, I will say this in reference to podcasting. If you really want to be a good podcaster, you got to be a good interviewer. If you think back about Larry King, Oprah Winfrey, Barbara Walters, what did they have in common? They were all great interviewers. And I think so many times, just when I hear a, a new podcast or podcaster coming out, it's like you can't be scared to interrupt the person you're interviewing because if, if you hear something that, right, you have to have active listening. That way you can guide the conversation somewhere. And so many podcasters just let their guests ramble. And there's no dialogue in between. So it just kind of, so I would say that, that that's why we've been able now people come to us and how'd you do it? And so we do podcast coaching and we do podcast launching and production. So it's, it's, I love it. It's another, right. It's another red revenue stream. Wasn't planning on doing it, but it's like, Hey, people ask for help and people are paying us for it. So it's an extra, not that we make a huge living off of it, but it is, I mean, it is a big percentage of our, uh, a nice percentage of it. And it's like, when you learn how to, I think that's what I want the entrepreneurs to hear. So many times as an entrepreneur, you want to you, you be so right. You, we hear this in the wrong way, multiple streams of income. But it's like, it's, it's, first you have to get one mainstream. And then you divert. What do I mean by that? Well, yes, I do book publishing, podcast launching, sticker shock speaking, but it all came from speaking. I've mastered speaking. So now these are the branches off the speaking from the trunk. And I think so many people, they want to have five trunks. They don't have the focus to grow one. And guess what? It, 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 it hurts their business. And next thing you know, what you don't feed dies. Hmm. And you never make it because you don't have the focus, the capacity. And when, when I was started doing this in 2020, it helped our brand grow. We're, we're in the top five, I think, internationally, global. I haven't posted the picture, but they sent it to me about two weeks ago, which was pretty awesome. But I, I love podcasting and you just get to meet people. And then it also, it, without wanting to, you talk to people and, you know, you talk about the services and we've been able to onboard clients through that. So if you've been thinking about doing a podcast, I highly recommend it because it's it's definitely fun. It does take some work, but it, 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 it's pretty simple when you set it. Like we set aside a certain day. Tuesdays are podcast day. So I know every Tuesday I do nothing but podcast and it, it's worked for us. So I recommend that if you schedule it right. You can have fun. You're not too diluted everywhere, but really become a, a, a become a good interviewer. I think that's a, that's a word of advice that I would tell people 
in reference nice. to podcasting and do it right just do it don't record I, I i think back about luckily i had some good guests that could carry the conversation but i can tell the the first couple of guests i was like nervous because you don't know what you're doing right i mean let's be real but once you get it you learn to have fun you throw a little bit of a of a mixer in there right you throw a little clap hand in there and it's <laughs> like you have fun with it but it's like it, it's it's getting to that point to where to where you learn how to do that and it's just it's so i highly recommend podcasting it's 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 a good tool to to meet new people because people will say i'm busy i'm busy i don't got time for you but hey you want to be on my podcast yeah i got all the time in the world <laughs> absolutely i said that i started it because i can get i can get access to people for my clients right in my group coaching programs that would never show up in a group coaching session but they'll jump on my podcast for an hour and answer all the questions that i ask so <laughs> I'm serving my clients in another way. And then it just took off. Like it's just been, it's just been, you know, so fun to have these conversations and to learn from, from all these different people and, and have them on the show. But one thing you mentioned in there is really, really crucial for that, that first stream of income, right. Is, is get that one thing done, find your one audience, your one message and your, your one solution and just master it until, until it's multiple, then you can, you know, Get those other branches i really like that metaphor um so that's yeah. really important i mean because if you think about it when i came i mean i truly when i came out i came out as a motivational speaker that was my business like that's all that was it and now it's, it's kind of like I, I think i think the first i mean it was pretty much 95 percent of our revenue the first two years we made over a hundred thousand dollars the first two years out and now it, it accounts for i don't know maybe 30 percent of it which is good because I'm not out there on the road. I'm not traveling, right? But but it's still a good chunk of the revenue. But I say that because now our business coaching took off like crazy because now I understand business. I understand, right? I've developed a millionaire mindset in my own um, thinking and, and our business has flourished. So I understand business and that goes, right? It didn't happen all from the last four years. But when I ran multi-million dollar corporations, I took, I've taken businesses that were losing a million to making a million within a year's time, which is a $2 million swing. So I understand that. I understand business. I understand processes. So it's really, that that wasn't my intention, but God says, you don't see this gift you have, do you? And I was like, well, mm -hmm. I wasn't, cause that's not who I came out with. I came out as a motivational speaker, but once you, you learn, you allow yourself to be used well, then it, just your brand explodes. And now we got, you know, now really we got three brands within, actually four brands within our brand because we just trademarked it. Daniel Gomez Inspires, which is my speaking. Daniel Gomez Inspires show, um, Shield of Faith Coaching, and then we have our Sticker Shock Speaking Academy. So really, we have four brands, and that wasn't my intention. But I think so many times we focus and we try everything to be perfect, but you just got to go with the flow, and the ideas are going to come. But when they come, you got to act because if not, you miss out on those opportunities. Oh, it's so good acting on those ideas so that you get more ideas. Or at least at least keep track of the ideas because some of them aren't might not be for you. They might be for someone else. But, yeah. But, but if you're getting them, you've got to you got to keep that receiver that receiver working. I really like that. So let's talk about the blessing of being an entrepreneur, growing your business, and designing it around your family. Man, that's the best part. I think just my wife, she's really been able to. Now that the world opened up, I've taken her with me to. We were in um, Palm Springs, Desert Palms out there, hanging out, playing golf on the best golf courses in the world, just spending time with my wife. Before it was about making a dollar and then coming home. 
I get to do that while I'm doing business with my wife and I took her with me. We just came back from Scottsdale, Arizona and just had a great event. I just spoke at it and afterwards they had a VIP hangar party and it's everything. I think it just gives you the freedom to, to be who you need to be to your wife. And there's so many times that it's like, it's, it's, I can't believe it sometimes. Like, and what I mean by that is I work when I want to work. And, but I work, right? It, and if I choose to, usually, I, I mean, I, I have a good work ethic and I don't say that, that I'm lazy, but I say like, well, I understand that if, if guess what, if, if my wife walks in right now and says, hey, we got to do this. Okay, well, it's it's 630 here. I'm done, right? Even though I have the capacity to do some more work, hey, I'm okay with that. Mama wants to go do this. I'm going to honor her. And in honoring her, the, that next big gig comes in because I'm doing the right thing. So it's the freedom that you get it as an entrepreneur, it, it's amazing. But I, I will say this, it does take work to get to that level. It does take work. And and, and I'm, I'm a big proponent. I don't believe in the rise and grind BS. I don't believe in that. That's that's a lie from the world, right? Rising, no. Yes, you got to work hard. Yes, you got to put in effort. Yes, you got to work smart. But then I've learned that when you receive the blessings from God, his blessings chase you down. So when you're doing what you need to do, God's on the back end saying, you know what, son? I'm going to bless you with this extra bonus here. And his blessings chase you down. Mm, so and, good. And um, so I, I I love the fact that I get to do a lot more. And, and of course, I tend to my clients. I mean, I keep my appointments, but it's just you're able to travel and do a coaching call from California and you're in Texas. So it's you don't have the limitations of being at a desk all day. Nice. So let's talk about the wife a little more. What was your most memorable date? Man, I think the first day I met her, actually, we went on a date to the Tahano Music Awards and she was drinking Diet Coke and I was making fun of her. And guess what I drink now? <laughs> Diet Coke. I just I just got a it was just one of those that was a was a was a fun time. We were um went and saw Selena. She was a big Tahano superstar back in the day. We just had a great time and we just went on a date and we've been together ever since. And it was a I needed her in my life. I didn't I think I, when God brought her to me, it was it was a it was a, a blessing that I needed because I just my mom passed away when I was ten. My dad, um, my dad was around, but it just I needed some stability in my life, and she kind of helped me to be stable when I was younger and crazy. And even though we had some, you know, we all go through those challenges of growing together as a couple, but I think she we stuck it out, and now we've been married for over twenty five years. And I wouldn't, I I can honestly tell you, I wouldn't be where I'm at without. Me too, brother. <laughs> Me too. What's so? What's the big dream? Man, I'm going to speak to a hundred, an audience of a hundred thousand people. I'm going to speak to an audience of a hundred thousand people, and when we fly in on our jet, and they see the DG back here, it's a sign of hope to help the homeless and needy. Our big dream is we're going to start an orphanage in Africa, and wow. I'm excited to do it, man. So I, I know that it's just a matter of of me becoming that person and growing and really seeing that, but the thing is when we are wherever we fly it's it's like they're going to be like you know what that dg is a sign of faith in god and it means something and to really help those people and, and help the homeless and the media have a big heart for that and all right where where in africa i don't know I, I i we support a ministry right now over there i think they're i don't even know where they're at to be honest with you um i think they're in nigeria i want to say they're in nigeria or maybe kenya so let's but, put um, the details down and go visit yeah, Let's you know, I, I I want I want to do that. I like I said, we support a, an orphanage over there right now, but I think I want to 
one day I don't understand the right the I would like to see it like you're saying to, and it, maybe it's you guys talking to you three right now but that's my big vision and really to speak to an audience of a hundred thousand people and just to really make global impact but not in a in a, I'm still learning right I'm, I'm if I just to tell you I know everything I'd be lying but I think it's really just continuing to be learning and growing and really adding value wherever I go but that's the big that's my goal is to really impact the world and I don't just say that just to say it because that's the vision that I'm kind of doing it from where I'm at right now, but I, I want to do it at the grander scale. Man, I love it. Need to need to get more details on the dream. <laughs> Just keep making it real. Yeah, for sure, man. I'll tell you, I'm, I, I will tell you the next house I want is a lake house. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So you just had lunch. Young entrepreneurs sitting across from you. You guys are getting ready to leave, leave the table and you want to leave them with Daniel's words of wisdom. Always pray before making a big decision. Hmm. I never make a big decision at night. Always wait till you're rested, till your mind is clear. No decision is that important. If it's a life or death situation, if it's a truly, truly crucial decision that you need to ponder, never make it after in the night when you're tired because in the morning you'll be refreshed. You'll have a fresh set of perspective and you think better, right? We only have so many great choices or thoughts throughout the day. And at night, they'll never make it. And they'll never make a decision in haste. Sometimes I think that panic mode comes and don't do it. Just give yourself some time. And the, the, if the, right, the world's not going to fall apart. Just wait as much as impatient as you want to be. It's just you. You're, you're creating that environment. So I think I've learned to be more patient. So that's what I would tell that person. That's so good. So good. Daniel, thank you so much for sharing today. I appreciate your time and obviously your great energy and fun and just, uh, Thanks for blessing us. No, thank you so much for having me on your show. And what I want to give a guest, if you're if you're a guest, go to my website, www.danielgomezglobal.com. That's danielgomezglobal.com. Send me a message there through our message, and uh, we'll give you a complimentary 45-minute discovery session. And also, we have an entrepreneur assessment there. So if you want a free assessment, we'll go over it with you at no cost. It's our gift for, for my brother here having us on this podcast. And thank you so much for having me. To the, oh, man, I'm, I've had a blessed time, brother. It's been good here. <laughs> good. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode... Lori Hammond is a professional hypnotist who runs a flourishing online hypnosis business. Lori has worked with clients all over the world since 2017 and has developed a proven blueprint for creating deep, meaningful conversations that spark transformation.